0: Baseball is a complicated and frustrating game, isn't it? We, as White Sox fans, know this firsthand. Life, just like baseball, can be complicated and frustrating. If your life is becoming too complicated and frustrating, the counselors at True Heights Treatment are here to help. True Heights Treatment offers both in person and online sessions to clients anywhere in the state of Illinois. Learn more. At www.trueheightstx.com or call the office at 708
1: 248
0: 7039. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Good Guys Talk Back, a local fan centric Chicago White Sox podcast hosted by Nick Morowski. And Pat Hester. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Good Guys Talk Back. I am Nick Morowski, and this is a local fan centric Chicago White Sox podcast. Uh, you can find this podcast everywhere you find your podcast. We are on Twitter at Good Guys TV. We've got a Facebook fan page. Want to thank True Heights Treatment, uh, providing you with the best mental health treatment. Uh, head on over to www.trueheightstx.com uh, or call them at 708-248-7039. We have so much White Sox stuff to talk about. Uh, Going to kind of break down the, the week that was and take a look at uh, what's coming up. But let me bring in my co-host, Pat Hester. Hello, sir.
1: Oh, Nick, it's good to talk to you, buddy. Happy uh, Sunday night and uh, hope you're doing well. Do you remember the good old days, Nick, when we talked about, <laughs> boy, we I hope we have some competition in this division to really push mm-hmm. us so we don't just you know sleepwalk through the year. Obviously, yeah. whatever we've predicted uh, has not come to fruition, and don't ever let me say anything like a jumping-off point, like this is where the uh, the team takes off, because at this point, the team is who the team is. Wake me up when they're about five or six games over five hundred, and I'll start believing again, because my belief in this team, because it goes from hot to cold so quickly, there is no consistency in, in keeping any kind of run together. So... It's uh, it's unfortunate. What a terrible, terrible four games against the Orioles uh, saving grace today. But, you know, let's let's break it down. Let's break down the last week. That was, Nick.
0: Yeah. Uh, no, you're you're hitting it right on the head. Was it uh, NBC Sports uh, Chicago or one of one of their Twitter handles? uh uh, accounts put something out with Will Smith. You, you know this uh, this meme or GIF or whatever you want to call it, uh, where at the beginning of the season they put out that graphic of Will Smith looking around uh, his house from uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, just kind yeah. of looking around. It must have been one of the last episodes of this series. And uh, I think the tagline in it was, you know, waiting for or wondering if the rest of the AL Central will show up this year. And how embarrassing, you know? Yeah. Um, it, it's uh, it's really been flipped on, on its head. Uh, we've the Sox have over fifty games left uh, against the AL Central, and that is going to be that's going to be your popular silver lining, you know. Yeah. Anytime you talk to anybody or or the 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 Grand Wizard uh, of Steve Stone, who is all powerful and will talk people down, or however you want to. F- Think about it on Twitter. Uh, it's hey, enjoy the ride, and the Sox still have 50 more games against the A- A- AL Central. They talk about it on the pre and post, and I get that, and and that is important, really, to think about. Uh, but if you play the way you played against the Baltimore Orioles, not to take anything away from the Orioles, but come on, you know, the Sox should have taken th- three or four from the Orioles with the guys that we were throwing. Uh, I know we're beat up. I know we're injured, but guys in that lineup at home with the weather the way it was, it should have been a different story. And, and that's the that is the theme of twenty twenty two. Should have, yeah. would have, coulda. um, You know, <clears throat> it, it's it's frustrating. It, it, the Sacks sit at thirty four and thirty seven. Pat, as we record, five and a half games uh, back in the AL Central. um, and this was such this could have been such a pivotal time you mentioned hey wake me up when the Sox are three or four games over 500 i thought that was going to be the case at yeah. the end of this uh baltimore series And the way the you know with cleveland and minnesota playing each other so many times during a 10 day stretch we had some opportunities to make up some ground a little yeah. bit and and, and really uh, that went that went in a different direction
1: yeah, it's, uh, that's the shame of it. But then again, you, like you said, the silver lining is the people that want to say there's a lot, a lot of baseball left, and there is. Uh, someone brought up to me the other day, and they said, oh, I don't know why you're so upset. Remember when the Washington Nationals won the, the World Series? They were under 500 at the break, and then look what happened. I just don't get the sense that this team has any kind of, like, like I think the Braves right now is just watching Sunday Night Baseball, and the Braves and the Dodgers are on. And the Braves are on a, like a nineteen and four clip for the month. I, I just don't see a month like that out of this team. That this offense, regardless of who's in and who's out or who's injured or who's not, it's just not. Uh, it, it's it's not sustainable. It hasn't been sustainable for them the entire year. We had it. We had a nice showing in terms of offense versus the Blue Jays, and I felt really good coming out and, ta- and taking two out of three from them. But then you come out and you lay an egg against Baltimore. We went to the game you and I did, and it was mm-hmm. beautiful on yep. Thursday night. And that was like the most tough luck game I've I've watched live and in a person in terms of, man, they, there was a couple really hard hit balls and things drop one way or the other. or Something gets past somebody. That could have been that game could have been different. But outside of that, there wasn't really much hit hard the entire weekend.
0: Yeah. That Thursday game, uh, you and I in scout seats, uh, you don't want to get used to that type of lifestyle. That, that is a a crazy way, uh, an adventure. If you've never done it, man, uh, try to find a way to treat yourself, or maybe you can just kind of fall, you know, ass backwards into something. Um, but it is an adventure, uh, the, the spread before the game and the food, the, the drinks, uh, and then, and then you just you know having that whole experience sitting in those scout seats, the view alone. Mm-hmm. But then you're just pampered and fed uh, throughout the entire game. Um, it's a wild experience. And Cueto didn't pitch too bad that game, but no. that Baltimore threw defense like you wouldn't seen before. Yeah. And and that was the get game one of the Baltimore series. So you were saying, ah, okay, hey, they, they threw the leather. Tip your cap to some of the plays that they made. Sox were hitting the ball on the screws. It just didn't go their way. I I bet you it's going to be a different story. Hey, that Mullins guy, man, center fielder for Baltimore. Mullins played an outstanding series. And Baltimore threw leather uh, several different uh, opportunities throughout the series. Um, The the, the fact that the Sox came into Sunday on a five-game stretch without a home run is is mind-blowing to me. Yeah. I mean, Pat, this team, you know, again, ball go far, team go far. When the weather warms up, that ball's going to start flying out. And five straight games without a home run, that was, that's troubling. Absolutely it, it, troubling.
1: It's really strange. When you still have a lineup, like you talked about with Jose Abreu in it, Luis Robert in it, and you still got a lineup with, with Andrew Vaughn. And, and Gavin Sheets hit one today but he's gotten some playing time because of injury. Um, He should be a guy that still runs into one every once in a while. And yeah, it's like, what happened to the, the, the ball going out of the ballpark, the, the, the ballpark hasn't gotten much bigger. They haven't changed the dimensions to my knowledge. Uh, The weather in Chicago. Now it, it was hot. It, it, we hit a little cooler, I guess you would say spell, but it, even when it was like balmy, it wasn't like the ball was flying out of the yard. It's just been strange, Nick.
0: Yeah. Uh, it was an exciting uh, Toronto series to take two of three, a lot of offense, a um, lot of dramatics. Um, and then, you know, to fall basically just on your face against Baltimore. I, I believe the Sox are 16 and 21 at home right now, as we record. That's ridiculous. Uh, that, that's pretty pathetic. And you know, yeah, uh, they've got uh, they've got a lot of games left. Okay, ninety something like ninety games mm-hmm. left, but we got to do they, this
1: 90, 90 more right. times. I got to watch. Well, I mean, it's kind did- of the point where I'm I'm not even excited to watch a game. And I know, Nick, there'll be a time during the winter you and I are going to mm-hmm, record sure. talking about getting ready for the winter meetings and then yeah. prepping for spring training. And we're going to sit here and say, "Boy, I can't wait to get out to the ballpark on a sunny summer day and." barbecue and then go into the game and watch the game right now it's like uh, I can't wait for the winter meetings to get here because you know you are
0: uh, have been involved with me in in this podcast and you um have been uh such like a plugged in fan for so long do you think that, you know, things are different because you're not a passive fan? Do you, do you feel like you wish you could go back to being just, oh God. just kind of a passive fan of, eh, you know, oh, you know, did they win today? I, I don't know. Just kind of check in on them and not yeah. feel too bad if you didn't watch the game. Uh, did you
1: can you go back to that? I don't think you can. I, I think, Nick, I, I look at my my son and I, I tweeted about my son, Gavin, today. Who just is I think remarkable in terms of what his his love for the game of baseball. Now, I mean, it's amazing. It's it's as soon as he wakes up, he's hit talks to the remote control and says MLB baseball. And I said, buddy, there's no games on yet. It's nine thirty in the morning, and he'll watch replays of games. He's watching MLB Network. He's asking about scores. Who should we root for in this game, Dad? He's got a glove and a ball in his hand, throwing a ball against the wall in the house all day. Bat in his hand, walking around with a hat on and glasses on, and pretending he has gold chains. I mean, the kid is a baseball freak, and it's like how the Sox go today, Dad. Now ah, they lost, buddy. Okay, the, you know, it's just like okay, just I'm a I I love the game. I can't wait to watch it again tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That's what I wish I was like. That's what I, I wish yeah. I was like a kid again and could just go, man. Eh, you know, whatever. It doesn't. I don't understand the magnitude. I don't understand you know, what we talk about on a night a night in and night out basis and getting pissed about Tony's remarks or the decisions that were made. It's just the game's on at seven o'clock. I'm going to watch the game. Hopefully they win. If they don't, they don't, but I'm going to come back and watch again tomorrow. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, <clears throat> hey, I, I was like that too, growing up. Yeah. I, I kind of miss those days a little bit, you know, eight, nine, 10 years old, uh, summer break. It's consumed of, uh, collecting baseball cards trading baseball cards with kids on the block you are uh this is when sports center was absolute king and mm-hmm. you would watch it you know for three hours in the morning uh, especially on a monday where they'd recap the weekend and and the top 10 and all the great plays and you're just baseball nut and yeah you check in with your dad or somebody and you know, how did the socks do? And they'd have the paper and the box scores, and you'd go over some things and take a look at what certain players did. but it it definitely and you weren't like glued to the games necessarily because you're out playing with kids. and yeah. you know, there's a thousand other things to do in the summer as a kid. Um, but obviously yeah. fast forward to where you and I are, and where a lot of folks that are listening to this podcast and consume a lot of other White Sox content that's out there that's fan centric is, um, the expectations obviously were so high for this mm-hmm. this team after what happened in 2016. We keep going back to that and we have to keep almost reminding ourselves of, you know, we were promised so much more and uh, with injuries and with just lack of performance. And obviously, a lot of the Tony LaRusso stuff, uh, it's clouded. It's, it's, it is disappointing at, yeah. at times. You're like, you're, you're kind of sick about it. Um, yeah. that this is a team that, You know, I've got three more months now, Uh, but, you know, would you have it a different way? Because, you know, yeah, there. would you want them to not exist? Would you want this to be a year where they didn't have baseball, where the lockout continued? I mean, I don't know. That's a difficult game to play. We are here. They are playing baseball, and they should be much more competitive than they are right now.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, Nick, it's almost like I'm looking forward to the all-star break getting here, and maybe – it's an opportunity for guys to just reset mentally, physically, and, and and take it as this is a new season now. And, yeah, we're going to be behind the division, but it's, it's you know, let, let's reset the charge here. I don't know if that's going to be the case. And, and I, I'm just, frankly, I, the discussion about, because um, I've had it with people, oh, this guy's not running hard and they're not trying and all those things that are, that are starting to come up and you combine that with the, this guy's got leg soreness here and that guy's taking it easy there. And you can tell that they're not pushing it because they don't have to. At some point, Nick, at some point, I'd love to see our athletes be able to try. Isn't that, (laughs) isn't that something that we'd like? I understand why they're not. Now I'm on the side of, Listen, and we've talked about it. Like if you're you hitting a ground ball at second base, I, I don't need you, you know, going balls out. But at some point, I'd like to be able to see guys try because if they're holding back, that might be carrying to every part of the game. It might be care. It might be bleeding over into the into the batter's box. It might be bleeding over into the into the field, and that's why you know we we suck in the field and we can't you know make routine plays. Yeah, that that
0: is an alarming. uh kind of I quote or whatever it was from La Russa earlier in, in the weekend about how there's five guys that the trainers uh, have, have singled out and said, these guys right here uh, should not basically, um, should not exert themselves uh, more than they really need to. Uh, Anderson, Vaughn, Robert, Abreu, and Pollock are all dealing with this nagging leg soreness thing, and so you know, not only do we have literally guys that are like Mendix, who's out out for the year, Mancada's been on the IL, uh, bummer, and Hendricks, um, Jimenez trying to trying to get back to Chicago, but within the guys that actually can play, they're they're basically what sixty percent. I don't know, and they're being told to. And, and how do you, like, how do you monitor that a, as an athlete? Because, you know, one base could matter. One, yeah. one play can matter. And if you If you hit something into the gap, if you're Robert, and a guy misplays it, and you've got to all of a sudden, in, in a split second, make Burn a decision a of, should yeah. I turn it on to get to second, especially if you're leading off an inning, and you could set your team up for success with, you know, a leadoff double, or that that could injure you right making an abrupt like stop I it's I've never heard of it and in a long long time I'm sure it's been happening but uh the fact that that message was put out there was was troubling as
1: well But, but how can this keep happening Nick to this team the lower leg injuries I mean what the hell is going on do they need to change shoes they need to then you need to change the way they're they're working out we've talked about it too but it's just it's mind-boggling yeah the guys have so much lower half issue and and you know what now that i'm saying it you know maybe that's contributing to the the ball not going far because where's well, the power mostly come from is from your legs and you're talking where's about robert's blade? power been <clears throat> where's a yeah. power been yeah. if, those and guys if their are legs are, are legs. tender yeah. You know, then then maybe they can't generate the power they need from their lower half to drive the ball out of the ballpark. And as that's Beck, why there's
0: Beckham, uh Gordon Beckham would say uh they probably can't get a good load. Uh um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well probably can't get a good load there. You know,
1: um well, Gordon just make sure it stays out of your hair.
0: Vaughn, uh Vaughn, I think Vaughn's like oh for nineteen, oh for twenty. Yeah, you know, in his last several games, and he's dealing apparently with something as well. Uh it it's just, um, it's lifeless. You know, mm-hmm. a- after a game like Friday and Saturday, you, you just, man, anemic. There just isn't something that, you know, you can put your finger on and say, this team's got it. Like like Baltimore, in one of the games during the series, you know, I think it was Friday, Kopech hit Mateo and created a little bit of like some benches cleared. Obviously, there was some animosity and baltimore decided to like steal like six bases yeah. in, in a matter of two innings like they just decided we're going to just out hustle you outrun of course you got to get on the base paths first mm-hmm. uh, and we're just going to we're going to kind of outplay you right yeah. now and yeah. and boy i would love to see the Sox have some of that energy some of that little spark but if your legs are all kind of wobbly and, and you can't do anything with them then what's the point you're station to station
1: so they get to, so is there um, an overabundance of like handicapped spots in the player's parking lot right now? Are they all using them or, or is that, can they, can they all park close and do they have to get wheeled in?
0: That's what I, I would like to know. Um, I, I, what's, you know, I want to know what the pregame r- ritual is, what the post game is, and you want to know specifics, right? Like what exactly is going on? Uh, I, I, maybe I, I don't know. I dreamed this up, but cause I'm reading so much White Sox content uh, and I consume so many articles and I think I read it recently where Han alluded to, well, you know, we've got this new, um, conditioning program in cause they did away with their, their mm-hmm. old conditioning guy. I think Alan Thomas, he was the one that kind of, um, had to take the fall for everything. They, they've got this new conditioning program and something about the lockout perhaps They players were not able to check in with the team, um, you know, trainers to get into the program, if that makes sense. And it delayed everything because you needed a trainer from the White Sox to tell professional athletes to stretch during the offseason. That's how I read into it. It just seems pretty ridiculous.
1: That's the I mean, if you're if, if you're buying that, if you if you're going, if you're reading that and going, mm, I subscribe to this kind of thing. They weren't able to talk; they couldn't talk to the trainers. Oh that my This is, totally makes sense. No one gave them permission to stretch during the lockout. Oh, man. This is an is issue. And and they wake up every day and they go. Puh forgot to stretch again Uh,
0: and i and i and i can't talk to anybody because of this lockout i can't get permission to touch my toes or do any type of runner stretch or you know so they
1: just put like coffee in the in the water jug and they're like oh i'm supposed (laughs) to drink water aren't i and they're just guzzling caffeine isn't caffeine bad for your for your uh
0: well, you know, I, I, okay, you, you know, this, a, you're the coffee well, I know. Man. Well, I can make it, listen, I can but make you an stretch, argument.
1: Though. So you, you do, you, you drink coffee and you do extra yeah. stretches.
0: Right. But I can make an argument for coffee and, in several different positive ways on how coffee is actually really good for you. And there are studies that, and post-workout, there's something about coffee that actually helps with the muscles Look in at terms you. of, Yeah.
1: So you probably I, read an article on it. Did, <laughs> Stay tuned. That's the next podcast. <laughs> Stay tuned right after Good Guys Talk Back. Nick talks about coffee and the benefits. I care, would health, love. I, listen, training.
0: if I had unlimited time, which I do not, I would definitely be doing a, a coffee podcast. Uh, okay, all about so the whatever. They're, they're filling the water
1: jug with whatever. <laughs> beehive. So they're drinking beer. So they're drinking alcohol, right? They're, they're all hammered up. They're dehydrated.
0: Well, you know, if you're going that route, you got to yeah. get your carbs back. You got to load up your carbs. Oh, so they're uh, eating for the
1: Alfredo? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Michael um, Scott, well, before I he mean, did
1: the run for rabies? Oh, gosh. Have you ever run? Well... <laughs> <laughs> Stop. Stop! Stop! Okay, all right. That's the dumbest thing. Ever. You, got you, got you got it. You almost got it all the way out of your mouth before you cracked up. Have you? I was ever about to say run, and you I know I should. Pants? I
0: should have continued the statement um because I know you have a uh, run in some capacity. But can you imagine with the full stomach of like just a pan of chicken alfredo, just oh, the heavy God. sitting in your stomach? Um, no, I can't. Yeah. But yeah,
1: that would be a funny bit, though yeah maybe um, i'll do the maybe i'll do the socks run this year and i'll do i i hope you show. do I hope they have it that would be fun if you to for
0: you to come on out and do that it's uh it's a 5k uh it's easy um it's uh hopefully it happens later this summer i haven't heard anything about it uh run your socks off or whatever how uh,
1: far how so in an american uh yeah. how many miles is that Uh 3.1 Okay, so at at mile marker one point three, that is where <laughs> I'll buy my burial plot and just 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 start digging it. And when I get there, I will go there and then cover me up. Uh, I'll make sure the kids have nice suits for that day. And you be wanted it. to be buried in the in lot B anyways, so it's you know what uh, it yeah. is kind of it would be a wonderful thing, but yeah, there's a lot of parking lot urination that happens. So oh, I don't know that boy. want boy, spend my. Uh, eternity, being and from what
0: I am hearing from folks this past weekend, uh, there were some regulations uh, for tailgaters. Uh, they were not able to set up until certain times, and things got a little weird. Things have been very bizarre uh, with parking, mm. uh, and 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 that's an understatement. There are there folks are absolutely irate at how the White Sox are handling all of this in terms of parking and. You know, redirecting people and lots and, and well, it what happened? My doing. my
1: dad who joined us for the scout seats. Yeah, everybody else, all the other lots were open. The lot that he had a, a pass for, and they, they said his lot's not open yet. Yeah, it's like why why are not you know, why are the lots not opening at the same time?
0: Well, I don't. Th- Here's the thing: I talked to somebody that ran lot B years ago, the and I got there early for a game. And I was planning on sitting in front of the gates and just waiting there. You know, you see those lines sometimes with people just line up waiting to get in. And they had the gate open. And I'm like, really? You're going to let people in like three hours ahead of time? And the woman said, well, yeah, like I own the lot. Like these lots are independently owned. Mm. I don't think the White Sacks own all their lots. Or there's some sort of relationship between the White Sacks and the lot owners And that's where I that's where you do not have uniform rules. Yeah. And certain lots open at different times because whoever's owning the lot. Everything's outsourced,
1: you know. Seems like another Um, stupid cheap thing Jerry Reinsdorf did. He should have just bought the damn lots, you know, and the stadium. Right. So (laughs) yeah, right. (laughs) You know, you can control the things.
0: I, 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 the stuff that like, and I get people are irate with the White Sox, but I think there's a lot of stuff that are just completely out of their hands because they don't own the stadium. I don't think they own the lots. You know, it's Illinois taxpayers are on the hook for the stadium. Uh, it's it's crazy man uh it's not like a it's not like a normal franchise uh, okay. at yeah, all
1: you, that's that's uh, <laughs> that's an understatement at least oh uh, lord
0: so yeah we got <clears throat> uh we've got a little over three more months with this uh pat and you know sacks are uh, pl- they've played 71 games mm-hmm. and you go back last year uh 2021 and after 71 games sacks were 43 and 28. 43 and 28 and they and during that time they were in the middle of that horrible uh, stretch of games in Houston where they got swept by Houston oh, it and
1: like Houston we thought and the Yankees right that that yeah. was a really bad oh yeah.
0: yeah 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 we thought the sky was falling they're they're doomed and we were 43 and 28
1: yeah um, that's where the know, that's where the narrative and conversation started to happen this team can't beat good teams. Yes. You know, what yeah. are we going to do? We only beat up on the weeks, you know, people in, in, in our division. And, and what are we going to do? Uh, yeah. I remember that. That was, that was uh boy, I, I, I yearn for those, uh, days and conversations. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, when you think about it, you're like, wow, we
0: thought that was bad. Um, and a lot of that was without Aloy and Robert
1: but right? you you go back to the 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 feeling like that had like excitement and fun and everything that we fell in love about this team and 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 all that Nick was the was the deodorant for for mm-hmm. Tony LaRussa. whatever Tony did and the and the ridiculousness that he did and uh, and we, he made some, you know, boner moves last year too. Right. But everything mm. was fine. Cause we hit the ball out of the ballpark all the time and it was fun and exciting. And Lee pitching Henderson was outstanding. And yeah. yeah, it was. And, and we had guys that were coming up that contributed that we didn't think we going to tr- contribute like the Billy Hamilton's of the world doing things. And it was yeah, fun Goodwin, flying off yeah. rounding second. I mean, it was fun. <laughs> And yep. now it's just like, oh, man, when, when when you're not hitting the ball, the ballpark, you've got injuries again. And guys, you know, 60 percent of your lineup, like you mentioned, that is dealing with injuries and playing through things. It just it just doesn't feel the same. The, the guys that are playing and, you know, we're
0: walking wounded. Um, it, it just didn't <gasps> you don't think that these were the guys you were going to have um, for majority of your 2022. Things were supposed yeah. to be so different. Hey, you can't do anything about it. You know, we for some reason got bit by the injury bug in a major way, uh, swallowed really by the injury bug uh, here this this season. But we've got a little bit more than three um, months to go now. You know, you talk about resetting during the All Star break, and and maybe that's possible. Um, most most Sox fans, you know, that I talked to before the season started, looked at this team and said maybe mid 90s maybe they can win 95 games you know they won 93 last year i don't think they can get to 100 but maybe 95 96 they got to go on a crazy stretch these these next 90 games to get to 90 wins yeah. um you know it, it it's possible and and maybe because we're playing the AL Central 50 plus times but again uh, you know yes it's the AL Central but Look at how you've played against other teams. You Mm -hmm. know, why are we so quick to say now that the AL Central is weak? I mean, I don't know how we're going to play against Minnesota. We'll see him, you know, a week from Monday, 4th of July. We have a three game set against Minnesota here in Chicago. Um, I don't know.
1: It'd be nice to think, Nick, once we see those teams in the division, it kind of sparks something. And you go all right. If we're gonna if we're gonna salvage this season, it starts now. Now you should be talking about it every game. Right? It, it should start now in LA versus the Angels, and you know, playing well on the road, hopefully better than you've played at home, and maybe that galvanizes a team. You, you you hear all the time about, and this is a completely different sport, but you know, I remember when the Hawks were were in the heat of their runs, it was like. Oh, we had this long road trip out West and it galvanized us and it brought the team together. And if you could get through that or the bulls back in the day when they do the circus trip, Mm. and if you could win those games and, and, you know, come out ahead, at least, you know, a four and and, and two or four and three record or something like that. And it kind of brought guys together. I mean, baseball, you're traveling all the time, but you know, you're, you're on the road right now. Maybe it, it brings you together. I just, I just don't know. And I say, you know, get to the all-star break. It, I just had a funny thought. I kind of want everybody to go through. Do you remember the Treehouse of Horrors, the Simpsons episode with Mr. Oh, of Burns? Yeah. On Friday night, his Friday yeah. night routine, and he'd get, yeah. like, bent in half mm-hmm. and, you know, get all shot up with different yeah, things. And he'd, yeah. he'd walk around glowing afterwards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what I think the, all the players need to go through. They need to go through the Mr. Burns uh, reconstructive, like, rehab on a Friday night and, you know, walk around glowing. That would be what I, I, I would say mentally. They need the men in black, you know, thing
0: to just to wipe their memory of what <laughs> just happened, you know, these last three months, like, yeah. forget this, like, let's start brand new and heading out West uh, has not been good for the socks, no. man. Uh, I, I have personally traveled out to the West. Uh, I've seen the socks in Seattle I have seen the Sox play in Oakland. That was a horrible experience, sure. not only because the stadium was garbage, but mm-hmm. the Sox, of course, lost every game we saw uh, on that trip. I've been out to Anaheim to see the Sox, where they're headed right now. Uh, now, that was, a, that was a pleasing stadium, kind of out in the middle of nowhere, yeah. you know, uh, where it is. You've been there, I think. I've um, been there, yep. And uh, the Sox did not play well, of course, out there uh, in Anaheim. And yes, it could be. And like the Sox have Anaheim, then they go to San Francisco. And I haven't Ooh. looked at pitching matchups, but boy, can you imagine if, if Rodon's going in one of those games, you got to feel like the odds are pretty good that one of those three games we're going to see Rodon. Um,
1: pretty good chance, Nick. And and it's, and the Yerminator who's back oh up with boy. the Giants. Wow. Yeah. That, that, that would be so fitting of this season. Yeah. That. That we'd face Rodon and he would dominate us, which it wouldn't surprise me if he did. And and urminator does something, <laughs> you know. That, that would be yeah. that would be like this is this is the story of twenty twenty two, and this is another chapter. Let me tell you about the time we went out to San Francisco and got our our ass beat out there. As I, I've gotten, I've got no hope when we play yeah. there. I've got some hope against the Angels just because they've been, you know. I don't know. I don't know if they've turned it back around a little bit, but they were so bad for for a long stretch. They had Joe Madden fired.
0: There there's six or seven games under 500, and uh, you know, as we record here on Sunday night, uh, they played during the game, and they had a bench-clearing brawl with I think the Mariners, yeah. and there there was a skirmish. I don't know what the fallout is going to be for this series. If there might be some suspensions, or you know, there might be some appeals, and you know, we. Um, you know, we're still going to have to face a full lineup. I I, I don't know, but that was a wild situation uh, out there. But, uh, you know, Giolito's supposed to go in game one. Uh, That's the plan. Um, Yeah, he's not right, man. There's something wrong with him. Um, It's almost from the articles I've read from our our dear good friend, James Feagan with The Athletic. It's like Giolito is trying to reconstruct his mechanics. Why and and I I don't know why it it almost seems like when you know you 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 talk to people in the golfing world or you Mm -hmm. watch some golf and they and they talk about well this guy completely revamped his swing in the offseason with his golf coach they broke it down they completely burned it down and they they built it back up from everything. And it's like, whoa, I think Tiger Woods has gone through it several yes, times. Several other times. other golfers that like get a new uh, swing coach, and it's like, okay, this is what we're going to do. Well, that happens with pitchers. I get it. And Giolito has done that, shortened up his arm yeah. swing. And it seems like he's doing something like that again, and he's just not there. Um, so I, is he going to be there at all this season? You know, I mean, are the results expected this year or is this something we've got to deal with and he has to deal with and then maybe 2023, um, he'll, he'll be ready to go. Uh, yeah, he, he gets it. He knows yeah. he's off and we see it as fans.
1: So I don't know what to expect from him moving forward. I, I don't either. It's, it's just interesting. And I don't remember who tweeted it. So I apologize if you're listening and you go, I tweeted that. You didn't give me any credit. Um, but somebody had tweeted, you know, you know, pre the COVID stint that he had, pretty mm-hmm. good. Post COVID, not so good. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that has anything to do with it or not, Nick, but it's just, it's just interesting. And if he's changing his mechanics, to me, that tells me he's probably tipping his pitches a little bit because, you know, it seemed like he was a, a for a while, for a long time, they're a pretty big swing and miss guy. It was the changeup that was unhittable. Now it's like people are just sitting on something, and they see they're seeing something in his in his delivery, and they go, they know that this is the fastball is coming or the changeup is coming. And when you're again, you're predominantly a two pitch pitcher, it might whatever he's changed has become very easy to detect.
0: Well, that, that last start against the Blue Jays, uh, Stone talked about it in the telecast. Uh, Blue Jays had the scouting report, sit on the changeup, pound the changeup, and they did that. Mm-hmm. And they knew that eventually in their at-bat, they were going to get a changeup. And, and they mm-hmm. attacked it, and almost like they didn't miss. And, yeah. you know, Giolito just hasn't been right for a while. Um, just go back to his, I mean, just his last three starts, and they've been rough um yeah. in terms of hits earned runs low strikeouts um you know who knows what we're gonna get um a guy that is is with the socks now that we we still don't know what we have with him and i don't know if we'll ever have known right now because just some of the kind of bizarre quotes from uh, la russa is lenin sosa and he was brought up we were actually there on thursday mm-hmm. he came into the game after harrison got hit um in the uh, bicep or tendon and he came in to fill in. And I thought for sure we were going to see Sosa start on Friday. Uh, mm. But, you know, you know, Not that so wasn't going to be the case. Uh, Laurie Garcia was, of course, going to play second <laughs> base in front mm-hmm. of Sosa. And this is what La Russa had to say. Some of these, some of this, uh, this is where fans get so irate with La Russa. Uh Larussa alluded to Sosa being up here temporarily uh, but with a chance to play more if he plays great immediately. Okay, how, how can you play great if you don't get the chance immediately? So he goes on further Larussa to say right now he's up here temporary to fill in. He could go nuts and force himself into the lineup. I don't know how many opportunities he's going to get. The thing to watch closely uh, is today with Lurie. Uh, those are his at-bats. If you can repeat that, referring to Lurie going one for three with a walk on Thursday, he'll be productive. Uh, Josh, when he plays, uh, he sparks us. I don't want to discourage Sosa, but he may get three hits tomorrow, meaning Saturday, and not play Sunday. So we'll see. I hope he
1: does, though. <laughs> well, it's, well, the way I, the, I have to take a nap. I <laughs> have to go down and lay down.
0: The way he says that, it's like La Russa himself has no control over lineup construction. I He has no idea what's going to happen, that he truly has had the keys taken away from him, and somebody is going to slip him under his office door the lineup of what he should do. You're in charge, right? At least we somewhat think you are. You're the one that can play Sosa immediately. You're the one that yeah. can set up the greatness. That is
1: just the most bizarre statement. That that was like he should have stopped talking like you know a paragraph ago. Just just take it easy, champ. Why don't you stop talking for a little bit? And yeah, okay, let's let's talk about that. And because we're we're he's referencing a lot to my my least favorite player of all time, and that's Leary Garcia. And we know what Leary Garcia is, right? We know exactly what he is, and you don't know what you have right now in SOSA. So you can't tell me that the known outweighs the unknown that much in this situation where you go, the upside for this gentleman is this. And we know where the we know where the ceiling is and we know where the floor is. And he's typically at the floor, like crawling on it like hands and knees like there's a fire in the building and that's Larry garcia because he's so close to the floor in terms of just awful and bad and terrible at playing the game of baseball and we've got it for two year more years so we can yeah. we'll just dedicate the next two years to that and you know i can't wait to celebrate with you and and you know pour champagne over my head when he's finally gone but um i i don't know i it's so curious and ridiculous that whole soliloquy of of discussion about a guy that could potentially give you a spark when when you have a whole team of guys that aren't sparking, that can't run hard. You know what? Why don't we have a guy, give them a chance and say, if you're fantastic, you can stay up here longer. That would motivate me, right? I'm hungry. I won't want to go back to double a and, and I want to play hard and, and I'm going to run hard and try hard and do everything I can because the, everybody else in here is a dead ass. I can't do that.
0: The way LaRusset speaks, and, and again, you have to really have like a, a bit of a psychological, like psychiatry background is he, I think, has so much value for the these gritty veterans um, that, you know, can do all these different things, but they don't really do it well. But they can, you know, they've been around, you know, they've somehow stuck around. And I mean that in regards to. Lurie, like he has just fallen in love with him over the last couple of years, and will continually defend him. Like it's like it's his right. Like Lurie just has has earned the right to continue to play, but he's not doing anything. You know, yeah. sure he'll get a couple of hits every now and then, but like big deal. Yeah, you've got this guy that could provide a spark. You know, everybody loves to compare this 2022 team to the 1983 team. And, and Chuck was going on it uh, in the pre uh, the pregame on NBC Sports Chicago. And, you know, Sox acquired uh, Julio Cruz and he sparked the socks. You know, he was like that, that, that edge that they kind of needed playing, I believe, second base, which mm-hmm. is what Sosa is going to probably be playing. And here's this opportunity with all these injuries, like against Baltimore at home. Give him a couple games, yeah. Because you got Mancada that's probably coming back on Tuesday, so there's going to have to be a move made. So why bring Sosa up temporarily? Burn some of his availability, yeah. If he's just going to be temporarily, why don't you bring some other schlub up that really has no future, just a warm
1: body? Why waste some of his years by by toying around with it like that? The, the foresight of this organization sometimes is ridiculous. And and you talk about the organization and Tony's love for Leary Leary Garcia. You know, how about the organization's love for him that signed him for a three-year contract? What has this person done that he is so irreplaceable? I I just don't don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't get it. I'll never get it. I just am going to come on every Sunday night and talk to you about it, and hopefully you can talk me off the ledge.
0: Well, you know, maybe it was top-down. You know, Reinsdorf loves loyalty. And uh, Garcia has probably uh, towed the company line, said the right things, you know, has his play doesn't get hurt. Right. You know, yeah. he, he continues to, he can only he, pray. He, he continues to go out there and, and, and play. And I don't know, maybe Jerry was like, Hey, if uh, you know, nobody bites on uh, Garcia. uh I think we should, you know, lock him up. <laughs> Let's lock him up long term. I, <laughs> I mean, you can't like. I can't get in the mind of that because that's a dangerous game. I don't even want to go into the, those rooms of yeah. his mind. But the quote and the and the and the mentality from La Russa of, you know, he could go crazy and get a bunch of hits and just not play the next day. Like, why are you the gatekeeper? Why are you this cryptic gatekeeper? Yeah. You know, when, when if you got something that can spark a team, why not ride it? Like yeah. it wasn't that the thing with Vaughn earlier this year, yeah. and even Berger, is, is they started to hit, and he would bury them in the nine spot or yeah. in the eight spot, or he just wouldn't play Vaughn because of matchups. It's like you've got somebody here that can really is a value to this team, yeah. and almost out of pride, uh, you know, like I've got to hold these other values uh, holy, and you know he hasn't earned his right to be playing regularly. Hey, this is who you have right now, and they yeah. are a spark. Play them. I don't care if he's a twenty-three-year-old or not.
1: Yeah, Nick, it's it's confounding. It's ridiculous. It's uh, it's unheard of. I don't understand it. We'll never understand it. But again, this is this is where we're at in twenty twenty-two, and I, again, I wish we could go back a year and be, you know, wringing your hands and gnashing your teeth about. Uh, a couple games lost to Houston and, and New York, uh, being 15 games over 500.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I've, I've got my AL Central Division uh, hat on. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you can see. Um, this looks fantastic, a, by the way. Yeah, it looks a, crispy crisp. It's a, ni- it's a can nice can hat. you just get it
1: right out of the box? No. <laughs> no. I don't take it out into the sun too Do often. Do you, uh, you have socks hats like Batman has? like the bat suits, like just on like a rotation. And it's like, Oh, put this, uh, cap and car, this, uh, cowl and, and cape on today and, and these boots. And maybe we're going to go and and have to glide around the city. So I got to get a different Cape on today. Is that, is it like, I have,
0: um, well, I have a lot of socks hats. I'm actually looking at some right now that are all over the, this basement of mine. I I've got uh, so many socks hats, but I don't have, like are you talking about the same hat um you know
1: just i know well you know like batman had to wear different suits sometimes sometimes right had, but it was essentially had, the same yeah, i just want to know um, if it's on like some cool like conveyor belt oh no like or, a tie one of those tie things
0: that that have a motor that rotates around to like yeah, show you yeah you
1: know, no no i've just Do you got, have like them? a contraption that like places it on your head for you <laughs> No. no, no, not that you know. Okay. Of. No, no, um, you know, no. Work
0: on that. I, uh but I, I, I'm wearing the the division championship hat because I wanted to remind myself that I still think and, and tell me I'm crazy. I still think the Sacks team can win this division in 2022. I still think at the end of the day, when the dust settles, we are going to win the AL Central this year.
1: Wow, how the how the turntables have turned. <laughs> uh, as it were, Mr. Positive over there. I, I was going to say it's, it's fourth and 20 and let's punt.
0: I, I think it's still going to get maybe even a little uglier. Uh, but oh I think boy. when things even out knowing, you know, I I'm buying into the, to the silver lining of, of 50 plus games against the AL central, we've got 90 games left. Um, and I, I, I don't know. I, I'm just, I I guess I'm not completely convinced that this team is as bad as they are despite watching every inning of this
1: year so far. But but the reason why I'm pessimistic right now is you just mentioned all the guys with leg soreness. Yeah. Do they are they taking three or four weeks off, all of them at the same time and getting rested up? Well, that's that obviously so how are they gonna get healthier when they're playing every day? Yeah.
0: Well, they're not going to play every day. There's all these rests. Like Anderson was given some time off during the Baltimore series. But to is rest one, what legs. does
1: one day do? Obviously, this load management and day off here, day off there hasn't worked.
0: Yeah, I, I that's a good point. I I don't know what a day off here and there does. If anything, I feel like it stops any type of momentum. Yeah. You know, it, it, if you had anything going on that one day doesn't get you right physically, it, it kind of. It, it limits you from staying in a groove. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I just wanted to say that, go on the record of, I know it's crazy after all the numbers and all the stuff we talked about and what we just watched this weekend. I still think that we are going to be division champs. Well, good. On I don't you. know I mean, how it's going to happen, but yeah.
1: it's going to happen. You, yeah. I mean, there's a case out there. You can make a case. He's making, can you can make it. a case.
0: You can make yeah. a case
1: and see, you, you know, what's me.
0: What Cease did on Sunday, I think Kopech pitched pretty well this weekend. Uh, mm-hmm. He wasn't amazing, but he pitched pretty well. His breaking fact, ball was,
1: was not sharp, and that's what no. hurt him ultimately.
0: Um, Lance Lynn had, you know, he, he pitched his third outing, went over 100 pitches. I don't think he should have continued to pitch, but, you know, to La kind of old-school way and the fact that Lance Lynn just did not want to leave that game that was his to lose, um, it, it looked uglier than it probably should have been. No way should have Ruiz been pitching in that high leverage situation. Use Kelly or Graveman, but LaRusse's, you know, his reasoning is just, just beyond understanding for that. Yeah. Um, I again, I didn't think Queto was horrible. Uh, the game we saw him, he gave up what three runs. You should yeah. be able to win a game like that. Yeah. Sure, he wasn't the dominant Cueto against Houston. So, I mean, I value – you know I value starting pitching quite a bit. The one guy that I worry about is, is Giolito, who we're going to see starting this Anaheim trip off.
1: So what does he have to do in this in this upcoming game, Nick, for you to feel better about him? Does it have to be, like, completely flipped from what he has? He's got to be, like, 100% dominant, or do you just need to see him go about five innings, just three or less runs? More, you know, strikeouts and walks. And it's like, okay, I can see we're going in the right direction and you feel a little better about him. Or has it got to be like completely the other way where it's dominant, two hits, 13? Oh, no. Game? no,
0: no, no, no. I, I wouldn't do a cease game. I mean, his last three starts uh, Toronto, Houston, Texas uh, he went five innings each of those last three starts. So he hasn't obviously gone fairly deep. Um, seven earned runs, eight earned runs, four earned runs. Um, so what I'm looking for, if Gio can go six and he can give up maybe two earned runs and not give up the home runs that he usually does at the beginning of a game. And he can limit, you know, uh, base runners, limit his walks. If he can give me six strikeouts, something like that, five, six strikeouts, Mm -hmm. I'm fine. You know, I, I don't need, you know, him to just have a cease game or a copec in New York, uh, anything like that. I, I just think he has to be more than serviceable because yeah. right now he's been a, a an hindrance on the White Sox. Yeah, he's been a he's been weighing the team down. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. just looking for you know six and and two two runs. Yeah, give up a just give up just a couple runs. Well, you know?
1: if if you don't want to give up home runs and you're Lucas Giolito. Don't pitch to Shohei Otani and don't pitch to Mike Trout. Not saying you have to walk him, but you better not put anything in the zone against those two guys. And if they walk, they walk. But Shohei Otani, every time I feel like he plays us, he's putting the ball over the fence. And Mike Trout is, you know, who Mike Trout is. So Gio faced the Angels um, back in April uh,
0: when we faced the Angels here in, in on the south side. And Gio went six innings. Mm-hmm. He gave up seven hits, three earned runs, a couple home runs. Uh, Sox lost that game. We just didn't have any offense. I mean, mm-hmm. he had seven strikeouts. Uh, it wasn't a bad game. If you take away those two home runs, which unfortunately is a theme when Giolito starts, right? Mm-hmm. Ah, if you just take away those few home runs that he gave up early in the game, it's not too bad. Uh, again, like I just getting back to something like that, I think we could all live with it,
1: yeah. Well, let, here's hoping that uh, that happens and that he gives us a chance, right? You got to keep your ball, your, your your team in the game, and here's hoping that the offense we saw against Texas, uh, against Texas, against Toronto, returns and we get back to scoring five plus runs like we had been for a nice stretch here. Yeah,
0: I mean, we had a pretty good stretch where we were all of a sudden one of the top offensive teams in baseball, yeah, uh, especially in june without hitting home runs by the way just oh exactly hits hits and 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 runs but no no power so yeah yeah i I, it'll be interesting man um never a dull moment i'll be watching and uh uh, again the west has not done well for the for the for the sacks but yeah you know it's the year of opposite so maybe maybe this is the year they go they do well
1: yeah, and you have the benefit of you're, you're you're up every hour of the the night anyway with a with a sure you know a couple week year old child so you're going to be watching these games and you know with one eye open anyway so yeah. I hate these I hate the West Coast I just can't I can't make it.
0: I, they'll they're still going to be difficult I mean eight forty starts um you know by the time that game wraps up and I want to put together the locked on podcast oh uh, there's going to be some late. Nights. Nice. uh but i but i am uh hey i'm loyal to this so i know
1: you are well like stony yeah. would
0: say get your rest i don't know where yeah. you're gonna get it <laughs> i don't know either i don't know somehow somehow i'll get my rest during the well day, maybe. you know
1: as long as you get the lockdown recorded before i listen at mm-hmm. five thirty in the morning every morning then then yeah. you're good so oh just that's alarm. fine
0: yeah exactly
1: five exactly. o'clock
0: yeah record
1: and it's ready for me at uh at five thirty.
0: Yeah, that won't be a problem. Um, whether it will make sense or not is a whole different thing. Um, Nobody tunes in to see if you make sense, Nick. Right. They, oh, good. Uh, that makes me feel so much better. Um, <laughs> Pat, always a pleasure talking White Sox with you, my friend.
1: It's fun, even though it's not fun. Does that make yeah, sense? it yeah. sure does. Uh, yeah.
0: I, I can make sense of it. Um, let's try this again maybe next week. Um, yeah, well, we I'll check my schedule. Okay uh <laughs> folks uh, i really appreciate uh, you letting us uh, take some of your time to talk white socks uh, hopefully these conversations continue in your world with socks co-workers family friends uh you can find this good guys talk back podcast absolutely everywhere you find your podcast pass it along give it that five star rating uh on the old apple uh, itunes uh uh, option. And uh, we're on Twitter at good guys, TV Facebook page, check that out. And thank you again to true Heights, a treatment for Pat Hester. I am Nick Morawski. until next time go socks.